Amplify Podcast with Adeshewa Greg Igudaro is a multimedia production for creatives, influencers, and visionary leaders. Adeshewa believes that there is a working biblical template for those who have been called to rise in their vocation and businesses for such a time as this. On this podcast, you will find principles for producing lasting results in what God has called you to do without compromise. You would learn from Bible stories and scriptures, useful lessons for your journey. So, welcome to today's episode of Amplify Podcast with your host, Adeshewa Greg Igodaro. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode five. This is the fifth episode of Amplify, of the Amplify podcast. My name is Atishawa Gregi Godaru, and I'm here today, you know, to help you as a visionary, uh, as a leader, as um, a business executive who is a Christian, as a creative, um, Christian creative, and of course, creative entrepreneur, to build... um, lasting legacy you know while doing meaningful work as god has enabled you to through your talents and your giftings i hope that you have been listening to our podcast if you've not been able to listen please just go uh just go through uh the platform and take a listen all right so i'll just do a quick rundown of what we spoke about in the previous episode episode four we spoke about we spoke about rather um, how God ha- always calls us to better. And I said that every single day I wake up realizing that we have the opportunity, you know, we have the capacity, we have the ability to live better, to do our work better, to be better, you know. And the essence of our lives is not just about waking up, doing work, earning money, you know, just going through the motions of of living, but it is about becoming um, becoming better at what you do and who you be who you are and so i said that even though god has called us to better and of course we distilled some principles from hebrews chapter 11 we looked at the life of abel noah enoch abraham um we didn't talk about moses but the fathers of faith from the from the hebrew 11 um stories all right and so we said something that i think that i should still mention on today's episode that even though god calls us to better uh, or as God calls us to better, is not calling us, um, is not calling us into being safe. Meaning, um, I heard somebody once say, for example, that safe is the enemy of significance. So if you're going to be significant, do meaningful work, significant work, because you know that's what this podcast is about, right? Um, then God is going to call you out of safe every single time. Every single time he's calling you to be better, asking you to do something better, something on a larger scale, release the highest version of yourself and all of that. He's going to call you out of what you think is safe, what you think is convenient. He's going to put an uneasiness you know, on you that makes you shake of complacency. You're going to begin to see that you're not self-sufficient and you cannot afford to be selfish right and i said something that again that i think that i should mention that you are too good for this world and your response to that should leave should be that you would live the highest quality of your life the highest you will live the highest you will live out the highest quality of your life even while you're still on earth and i pray that god will strengthen you and give you the courage to do exactly that on today's episode 
I'm going to be talking about something that um, we walk by. It's, it's our signature framework at Corporate Church. Um, Corporate Church is a consulting, a media and communications consulting firm, which I'm privileged to lead as the consultant. And we work with and for just faith-based organizations and nonprofits and help them to use media and digital technology to um, propagate the gospel as God has given them their mandate and assignment. So this is a framework that we built for ourselves and we work all our clients through. And I thought for somebody who is out there and wondering how they could navigate ministry or technology or media, as it may seem, while they're doing what they're doing so that you can, you know, when we talk about building a legacy and doing significant work right now in this season and in this era, then you want to think innovation, you want to think influence. And so that's why I'm sharing this formula today. It's, it's called fame. Fame has a formula. So today's episode is fame has a formula. And this formula is not something, in fact, fame itself is not something that we ask you to look for. So what if I told you that I know how you can actually become famous without you looking for it? Yes, you can become famous without that being your drive. You can become famous without that being being your motivation you can become famous without that being um the inspiration behind what you do how you do what you do and all that so it's called the m1928 signature framework i'll take that again fame has a formula and our formula at corporate consulting our signature framework is called m1928 and that's from Mark chapter 1, verse 9 to 28. <laughs> that's Mark chapter 1, 9 to 28. And this formula I need to really say is for newbies. So newbies in the aspect of technology, technological advancement. If you're new into um, embracing digital media, social media, photography, creatives, and you're new into um into that line, you know, wanting to use your work, leverage digital technologies, social technology, digital discipleship to do what God has called you to do. If you're a newbie in that aspect, then definitely this podcast is for you. If you're also a newbie, because we have some clients who took some of our courses and, you know, they just took the courses because they felt, oh, this is new. Let me, let me see what it's about. And in the course of doing or taking the courses, they see that they are not working in their own assignments and they begin to, you know, we begin to help them to walk through the path of purpose and their current assignment, what they're meant to be doing. And of course, not everybody needs to be um, physically active at every point. And we always get to, by God's grace, discern this for each individual. We've had clients who, uh, where some of them were operating below the quality and standard that they should be operating, meaning that they had so much products, they had so much services that they could render, but when focusing on just one aspect, we've had some other clients who were doing too much and were all over the place. We've also had clients who, well, they were doing their work, but not purpose. They were not doing purpose. They were just trying to fill a gap and it was a gap that they thought that um, was helping them to fulfill destiny. But we found that 
they had questions about purpose and they had questions about assignments and so if you're also a newbie in the area of ministry you're still trying to understand what god has called you to do or maybe you even already know what god has called you to do but you're thinking how do i really go about this thing that god says is for the nations because when we hear nations you know we're thinking global we're thinking international and you're wondering you know what i think my community um, my immediate community around me is just the best for me the answer is no because um, because of digital advancements and tech and technological advancements you can actually actually reach more people than you are doing right now in your physical location meaning that the same energy you used to reach 10 5 10 15 100 1000 2 million people physically you can actually use that same energy. You're not using another energy. It's that same level of energy you're going to use to reach more people through virtual technology. And so let's start from what fame means. The dictionary defines fame as the state of being known, the state of being talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievements. In this line of work, I have seen Christian business executives, as seen ministry leaders and parachurch ministry leaders hustle. And I personally do not like the word hustle. So when I use it, I know what I'm saying, right? And I see them hustle to be known, hustle to be heard, you know, hustle to just try to put their head above waters. And it, it, it drains them. It is draining. I see them putting so much, so much but that so much is not even effective. And so fame here is saying that it is it's, it's a state, is a posture where you are known, where you're talked about by many people, especially for notable achievements. And if we bring this home to the assignment that God has given us, notable achievements here will be the things that God wants to achieve by your hands. That means that fame is... If you listen to episode two, where we talked about purpose as the parameter, you will understand when I talk about the parameters of what your assignment is. So your achievements is within the parameters. I also spoke about how you could actually have achievements outside the parameter. And if it's outside the parameter of your purpose, it is man's achievement and man can applaud you for that, but heaven wouldn't applaud you for that. And so within the context of what we're talking about on this episode, which is fame and the formula for fame, notable achievements here is within the parameter of your purpose. So fame here is the state of you being known for your purpose that is for your assignment for the reason that god set you on the earth you being talked about by many people for this one thing that god has put on your hands to do and you being um regarded as a thought leader or or yeah thought leader on account of the achievements that god permits and god hands to you within the parameters of your purpose and while i know that fame is something that people crave i mean i've i've seen and i've i've seen people google how to become famous i have seen it this is not something that uh i don't know i have seen people google 
how to become an influencer, how to become famous. What do I do to make sure that people know me in three months or in six months? And so, because I know that fame is something that people, a lot of people crave, and especially in a digitally distracted world, you want to be sure that you're not under pressure to perform or you're not under pressure to want by, you're not under pressure to want to be known. And by so doing, you get out of line. And so when we're talking about fame here, I'm not talking about the fame that puts you in unwarranted trouble because you know, fame puts people in trouble, right? And so the only way fame puts, um, the kind of fame that you crave puts you in, in trouble is because it becomes the object of your passion. And so fame here, according to our signature framework is not an object of your passion. It's, it becomes, in fact, fame is a part of the package of your assignment, depending on the levels that you get to and fame can, fame is relative according to your cater according to the level of your assignment so it doesn't necessarily mean that you might you you you, you will be on on one of these um broadcast networks and for some people it would be that they would be on on some broadcast network fame could mean you're famous in your immediate community fame could mean you're famous amongst um a particular industry or sets of people or class of people right and so fame is not just an art as we have come to realize our corporate church consultant fame is not just an art or a coincidence that people stumble upon it is very scientific it is very spiritual and that's if you follow a set of steps that lead you there and so this m198 approach is it's an account of jesus's life and i'm going to now share with you how he got the Bible recording in the first place that he became famous. M198 is the healthiest formula for being famous because you're not even trying to be famous. It just happens. However, as we look at the life of Jesus, you will see that, I mean, there's no way in scripture that says that, oh, Jesus came on the earth looking to be famous. If you, if you listen to the nine pathways to legacy building, you will understand the prophecies, the preparation, the places, the people, and all of the nine P's that I spoke about when it comes to, um, building a legacy and becoming a person of influence. I mean, generational influence. And so off of that, I want us to look at the life of Jesus and then I'll reel to you how this formula works. Okay. So the number one thing you see in Mark chapter one this nine, it says it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan and immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Number one thing you must know, you must know your call and you will stay in the place of preparation before God announces you. See this thing about fame. Fame can be fluke. Fame can become a fluke and can become a fire that burns you if you don't know your call, if you don't know your place, and if you don't stay in the place of preparation. 
you don't when, when this this formula for fame is not you announcing yourself it is god first announcing you jesus showed up on the scene and before he got to that place john had been telling the people that one was going to come who would be greater than he and even after jesus came he didn't even announce himself but what we see in this digital age is everybody wants to announce themselves oh this is who i am you know but the formula the real formula looking at the life of jesus starts from somebody else announcing you somebody else actually saying who you are started from john and then when he got baptized you know god he got baptized and then god validates his call and his assignment which is number two in this formula of fame heaven's validation of your call and assignment is very important and that's why when we work with clients at corporate church we i always say that we don't come here we don't tell you your purpose we don't tell you um this is what you, no we don't tell you your purpose that's not our assignments we might find we may find and discern that what you call your assignment is not really the full expression of your assignments and might walk you through setting spiritual exercises like prayers and creative mapping but we wouldn't come and say to you oh this is not what you're meant to be doing this is what you're meant to be doing that's what part of what we do while we coach so heaven's validation of your call and assignments is very very important very important the third thing is the bible says in verse 12 that immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted by satan and was with the wild beast and the angels ministered to him so he went into preparation 14 now after john was put in prison jesus came to galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god you must understand timing you must understand timing it was after john was put in prison that we see jesus show up to galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You must own your message. It's easy. I mean, I think, yeah, it's in the book of John. You know, disciples of John were telling John, oh, who is this man you baptize? He's baptizing other uh, disciples are going to him or people are following him. And John said to his disciples, then we should be excited you should be excited because it is only God that gives men to men. And so the other thing about being famous, the formula for fame is that number one, you understand timing. Number two, own your message. Even if it looks like, oh, somebody else is doing what God has called me to do. Nobody is doing 100% what God has called you to do. In fact, nobody can do 100% what God has called you to do like you. And so this excuse of what if there's somebody better doing it? Or what if there's somebody who is who who has more resources uh, 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 around them or committed in their hands and they can express it better than I can express it? That's not your call. That's not even your prerogative. God gives you an assignment. You own it. Own your message. Own your call. Own your assignment. No one can own it like you do and no one can invest in it like you do.
Your story is different. Your journey is different. Everything is different. And if you really take the time to sit down to get your specifics from God, you'll see that it's different. Totally different. And so the next thing after we see Jesus on his message, on his call and his assignment, is that he walked by the Sea of Galilee and then he saw Simon and Andrew casting a net into the sea. And they were fishermen and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The formula for fame number four is you need to put together a working team. Jesus would have come and... You know, just said, oh, I'm, you know, he would, I mean, he was 100% God, 100% man. So he had probably would have the energy to be able to do all that he was meant to do to the countries and the nations that he would do them. But he had a team. He started to call people to work, to work with him. And so they bargained or they battered their daily lives for his transformation. They laid aside what they had known to do to become better people. So put together a working team. And this working team, you will interpret the vision to. You will teach them. You will train them with and for the vision. A lot of people, you know, we get into this assignment, whether it is bringing the ministry digitally or socially or or, or, or starting out um, afresh for the first time or so. And so we want to do this thing and we want to do really effectively and passionately, but we want to do it on our own. You cannot do it on your own. You need people and the people you need wouldn't even always be a hundred percent. And so you will have to teach them. You would have to train them. In fact, your people are your first priority. The people who work with you and for you are your first priority before the crowd that you're looking for. And so if God gives you five men, if God gives you two men, the best way to get them working at their best is for you to be their teacher, for you to be their trainer. If you cannot be their trainer, then you have to send send them to be trained. But you cannot, and I cannot overemphasize the need for teaching and training them for yourself. So put together a working team and you interpret, interpret the vision to them. I imagine what Simon and Andrew would have thought when they said, oh, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I mean, he related to them according to what they understood. And then he explained to them what it meant to be a fisher of men. The next thing that we see is that they immediately left their nets and they followed him. And then later he went farther, saw James and then John, and then he called them as well. And then in verse 21, we see that Jesus, they now went to Capernaum. One of the things about Jesus that I see is that he's not all over the place. First, he begins this journey from Galilee. He's there for a while, gets people, four, four, four guys there, and then moves on to another place. It is important that you determine where you should be per time. If you're a newbie technologically, you don't have to be on all the social media platforms. Just choose one where your people are, or where your target audience is, which means that you have to identify your target audience and you have to, in marketing, they call it 
creating an audience avatar or a customer avatar so you have to be able to what do they look like what do your audience look like and that's part of what you're meant to get from god nobody tells you that that's part of what god dictates to you he tells you who exactly you're meant to meet are you sent to home believers are you sent to believers are you sent to hurting people are you sent to people who have been hurt by parents or people who have been hurt by the church you need to know the specifics to the very 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 tiniest detail and so you need to Determine where you should be per time. If yours is that you're just coming into ministry and you're wondering how to go about this, yours is to begin to ask, where am I supposed to be now? Where should I start from? Am I supposed to start online or am I supposed to start offline? Because a lot of people give excuses that, oh, I don't have the money to start a physical location and because of that, I don't think I can. Well, digital makes it easy, but you have to be sure that that's where God wants you to start because even sometimes easy is not the answer, right? So determine where you should be per time. Don't be all over the place because you're gifted. Streamline your visibility to where it is needed the most per time. Let me take that again. Streamline your visibility to where it is needed the most per time. For example, when Jesus got to Capernaum, he went straight into the synagogue. It was on the Sabbath, so he went to the synagogue. He could have gone to the town. He could have gone to places. You know, he could have tried to display his talent or his gifts in the midst of people, but he went straight to the synagogue. He understood again timing. And then it says in verse 22, in verse 21, it says that he entered the synagogue and taught. You don't need permission for what you've been sent to do. This is your number six. You don't wait for invitations. You don't wait for permissions. Create your own platform. If you're required to do what God has committed in your hands to do, you will be presented with God moments. And so you have to be ready. Your platform has to be ready. Stop this thing where you're waiting for somebody to create a platform for you. You're waiting for somebody to give you an invitation. And you're saying, oh, if somebody should just invite me to their social media, or if somebody should just make me collaborate with them on their Instagram live, oh, if I could just come to Facebook live, I'll get more people to follow me. No, start, create your platform. Create your platform. Jesus didn't wait for permission. He didn't wait for anybody to invite him. He just got into the synagogue, knew what he carries. You know, he knows what he carries, knew who he is. And then he taught. And then the Bible says they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. The scribes may have looked like they knew what they were doing, but Jesus came on the scene and did what he knew how to do and what he was sent to do. But there was something missing in the life of the scribes that the people saw. The moment you step out in authority, in authenticity and in audacity, your personality will shine through in your messaging. In one of our courses, I said, I, I say that your personality amplifies your message. So whether you're a quiet person, you know, I'm so calm, I don't know how to shout like so and so. Nobody's asking you to shout. Teach with authority, teach with authenticity, teach with teach with everything that you are. Don't try to cover as much as you know is permitted. And teach it audacity. It says they, they saw authority that the scribes did not have. Now, he was now presented with a God moment. Although he was teaching, there was a man in that synagogue with an unclean spirit. See, 
people need this assignment that God has has embedded in you, has encouraged you for, and empowered you for. And so you need to stop sabotaging yourself and telling yourself, oh, I don't know how to, you know, you can't be Moses and say, oh, I stammer. You can't be Gideon and say, oh, I'm the least in my family. You can't do that. Not now. Not in this dispensation. I mean, if God has singled you out, then of course there's something that you have to offer. And so you need to understand that your words are not ordinary. They are powerful and they can deliver people. And so this guy was in the synagogue, had an unclean spirit, the same synagogue where the scribes were. There is a spice that you bring to what you do. There is a spice that you bring, a spiritual spice that you bring. And you don't brag about it. It just flows from your authenticity it flows from your connection with the spirit of god it flows from the place of fellowship with god so you just come out and teach and a guy with unclean spirit shrieks he was just teaching and then the guy cried out and said let us alone what have we to do with you jesus of nazareth did you come to destroy us and he says i know who you are you're the holy one of god See, <laughs> that spirit, the people that say that when power meets power, the higher power, the lower power will bow for the higher power. And that's true. Very true. Very correct. The spice that you bring to the message that God has given you is somebody's deliverance. And that's why you cannot joke with it. And that's why your drive and your motivation and inspiration cannot even be faint. That's why you must sit, prepare, own, and, and be visible at the places where you need to be visible. You don't have to be everywhere. And so the guy cries out, the spirit in the guy rather, cries out and says, oh, leave us alone. What are you doing here? And Christ rebuked him and said, be quiet, come out of him. And then that unclean spirit convulsed him and cried with a loud voice and came out of that guy. That was, although the beginning of Jesus' ministry became the height, it was a good start. It was a good start. And so you need to carry the confidence of Jesus Christ. You need to carry the confidence, the boldness, that comes with the power of the Holy Spirit that is that that has that, that that is upon your life. Don't try to water down your personality because you don't want to look or seem somehow. Carry the confidence of Christ. It's all part of the. It's, it, see, boldness is a package that comes with the Holy Spirit. Confidence is a package that comes comes with the Holy Spirit. And so you can't choose to accept to speak in tongues and lay aside boldness no so carry the confidence of christ confront the challenges by the words that you used to teach confront the, every challenge that that doesn't you know paint god as a good father confront it and conquer it and then bring comfort to the people that you're sent to that's the essence 
that's the essence that was what jesus did he you know he confronted he didn't say oh no 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 it's not yet my time no he confronted that spirit he cast it out and that guy that had been carrying that spirit entered into a lifetime of ease so don't cower be bold it was the authority of jesus that caused the people to wonder the way he did what he did had not been seen before his style was different his sound was distinct his results powerful nothing they had seen and so your confidence and exercise of spiritual authority is the key player did you get that your confidence and exercise of spiritual authority according to the power that is at work in you is a key player see what now happens verse 27 after that thing comes out of the guy all the people were amazed and they began to question among themselves what is this what new doctrine is this with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him verse 28 and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region of galilee region around galilee immediately his fame spread so he didn't become famous oh let's do one strategic thing today do another strategic thing tomorrow and strategic things are good so but you see why i say that fame when it comes to this assignment that god has given us is very systematic and spiritual and the key player here as we see in the life of jesus was the exercise of his spiritual authority God has given you power and authority in him. And you know, Jesus said that we will do greater works than he did. And because of that, fame is a possibility. And now I'm not even saying fame as in something that you're hungry for, craving for. I'm telling you that it comes with the package of your assignment. And so if you've been doing your assignment for some time and you've not seen any significant um, knowing, maybe people don't know you, you want to ask yourself, am I doing the right assignment? Am I reaching the right people? And am I doing this with the authority that Christ has given me? Or am I a coward preaching the gospel? And I honestly don't mean that as an insult. I just think that this is time for us to take an inventory of how we do what we do with the assignment that God has given us. So you see, this is our signature approach. This is what we teach people. God has given you boldness. The Bible says that we have not been given the spirit of timidity or fear. We have the spirit of boldness, of love, and of sound mind. And so you can come into the next level of your assignment just by owning own it own this assignment own this call own this thing that gives pleasure to God and do it with every authority that you have been given and you will see that you'll be better for it your ministry will be better for it your work will be better for it and God 
will be glorified. I hope that this episode has blessed you. If it has, feel free to reach out to us. Um, I'm on all social media platforms at Adeshawa IMC. You can also follow us at the Corporate Church on Instagram and Facebook, where our website is thecorporatechurch.com. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining in on today's episode. If you found this useful, feel free to follow Adeshawa on social media at Adeshawa Inc. That is at A-D-E-S-E-W-A-I-N-C. And leave a comment or a review. Till she comes your way next time, make your voice count, make your voice heard, and focus on amplifying through significant work.